0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. I
1: beat mean, stop Singer Toss on up The first in time to get seven. Three run home. Fernando Abad and the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye, baseball. Straight away center field. Can Owen Cruz go back to back?
2: And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven, scored a innings. Now,
3: here's your host, Gary Hill. Hey, welcome back. Podcast is here. Thanks for being here as well. Gary Hill with you at Mariners Pod on Twitter. That's the podcast Twitter, at Gary Hill Jr. That's my Twitter. Man, Mariners get a nice win yesterday against the Texas Rangers, so they take game one of the series, and things starting to get a little tighter, too, in the wild card race. See if the Mariners can take a series before this weekend where they get a crack at the Kansas City Royals for four. So we'll look at the game coming up tomorrow. We'll look at the game last night that the Mariners won. And also, I mentioned in the podcast yesterday a very fun conversation on the way. Keith Hernandez joined us in the booth for 10 or so minutes, and it was spectacular. <laughs> we, everything from his Cardinals career, uh, Mets career, World Series, Seinfeld, a story about the Torchlight Parade. I mean, the whole thing. It's great. So that comes up. In a few minutes. Mariners get the win over the Rangers last night. It was a nice win against Texas. A game where the Rangers jumped on the M's to start the ball game. Felix Hernandez on the hill. Not sharp early, but ended up giving the Mariners, after Texas scored two in the first, two in the second, ended up pitching into the sixth. Five and a third, six hits, four runs, three walks, and five strikeouts. So it was critical Those three zeros after he gave it two in the first and two in the second enabled the Mariners to start the comeback, which they did in the fourth inning, got on the board.
1: The stretch, and the 1-0 to Danny. swinging up a ground ball base hit into left field. Cruz will score from third. Seager to third. He's going to be waved in because the ball gets on by Drew Robinson and left all the way to the wall. Valencia Ronnie, second, heading for third. Robinson's throw to third is now cut off by Elvis Andrews. The Mariners have two in, and it's now the Rangers four and the Mariners two.
3: Not a great deal in uh, not a great day in the field for Texas. Four errors – you never want to equal your run total with your error total. Four runs, six hits, four errors. The final line for the Rangers. So Felix ends up going six. One of the cool moments early, too. Former Mariner Adrian Beltre, who just the day before got hit number 3,000. Felix, a unique greeting, something you don't see on the field very often.
1: And here he is, third baseman Adrian Beltre. How about this, folks? Felix Hernandez walking in off the mound, walking up to home plate. All the way up to Adrian Beltre. He's just giving his good buddy a hug. Felix Hernandez taking time to walk off the mound, walk up to Adrian Beltre in the batter's box They give him a big hug, and now it's all business. Felix back to the top of the mound to face his good buddy. I've never seen that before.
3: So the Mariners working against Cole Hamels on the other side, trailing by one, but they come back. Martine does it again.
1: Here's the 2-2. Swinging a high fly ball out towards right center field. This has got some distance. Gomez is out of the track. He's running out of room and it hits right off the wall beneath the 407 marker. Heredia scores. This game is tied. Martin is chugging into third base. He stands up with a run scoring triple and we are even at four.
3: So, tied ball game at this point. Zebchinski comes on in the sixth, gets out of trouble. He was excellent. One inning, only nine pitches, six strikes good work there Phelps came on and he was dealing
1: ball game tied at four bottom of the seventh two outs go ahead run at first here comes the pitch swing and a miss for strike three the curveball finishes off Joey Gallo he goes hunting for it outside and Phelps escapes the bottom of the seventh that is a big time big time pitch Phelps ready, the windup, and the 0-2 pitch. Fastball, strike three called, and David Phelps strikes out the side here in the bottom of the eighth inning. He fans five in his one and two-thirds innings of work. He strikes everybody out in relief tonight here in Texas. What a job by David Phelps.
3: Yeah, the bullpen dominated. Three and two-thirds, no hits, no runs, one walk, and eight punch shots what a month for the bullpen! A 2.29 ERA, tied for the second best in the big leagues with the Cardinals. Only the Kansas City Royals had a better month of July out of the bullpen, and they needed it too. They needed it in this ball game. They needed the zeros to come back. Tied ball game going into the ninth, and boy, things would get very interesting in the ninth inning for the Mariners. This is how it unfolded: Ruiz with a base hit. To right center to start the inning. Dyson pinch running for Ruiz. Gamble grounded out in a fielder's choice, so Dyson out at second. But Gamble would end up going to second base on a throwing error by Odor. Segura intentionally walked. And then a balk by Claudio, who's on the mound. A lefty, a very difficult lefty to hit. Tough matchup for Robinson Cano. A great at-bat that he puts together against Claudio picks up a huge base hit, and the Mariners take the lead in the ninth inning.
1: And the 2-2 pitch, swinging a drive into right field. Two going back, it's over his head on the track and off the wall. Gamble will score from third. Here comes Segura, running third. The throw to second by Chu and out at second is Robbie Cano. Robbie Cano throwing it out at second on a great throw by Chu, but two runs will score on a single by Cano. He drives in two, and the Mariners have the lead. Six to four here in the top of the ninth inning. What an at-bat by Robbie Cano.
3: Did not matter that he was thrown out because he got the damage done. Two runs come in. The Mariners take the lead. And to just give you... A little context about that at bat. I mean, that was big time. Claudio is so tough on lefties. You look at what he has done this year. Lefties batting 131 against him with a 169 on base percentage. Exactly one double and one homer. Just no extra base hits. That one wasn't either. Ends up being a single, but... Doesn't matter, driving in two runs, just a great A-B. The Mariners needed it, they got it, and then Diaz closes it
1: down. The 3-2 pitch, swing and a miss for strike three, and the ball game is over. A 100-mile-an-hour fastball from Edwin Diaz, how sweet it is. He gets his 20th save of the year, wins it for David Phelps, and the Mariners tonight come from behind and beat the Texas Rangers by a score of 6-4. How about that?
3: How about that? That is a nice win for the Mariners in Game 1 of the series. A chance now to take the series. Just need one of the next two to do that before moving on to KC. What did the skipper think? Here's what Scott Service said.
4: Certainly a dominating performance from the bullpen start. With the yeah, nice uh, game wide I mean, comeback uh, yeah. as much as anything is about a rocky start as we've seen Felix get off to in quite some time. He just... You know, didn't really have a whole lot tonight. Uh, I thought uh, Carlos Ruiz did a great job kind of you know, massaging him through to get to the sixth inning. Um, you know, he changed up his style a little bit and he started executing some pitches. So uh, nice of him to hang in there for us. And then, you know, our offense responding, getting back in the game. But the story of the game is you know, really the bullpen tonight. You know, uh, guys are outstanding. They've been eight punch outs They're down the stretch. Uh, Phelps <laughs> lights out and, and uh, Eddie was very good as well. And, you know, the big inning is, you know, Zepchinski getting the comeback and then the punch out of Andrews. So, uh, you know, a lot of guys chipping in. Uh, that game did not start out in great fashion. I think it says a lot of our guys. We just keep chipping away. We've been down a bunch, you know, here and games in the second half, and we found a way to get back into it, and then our bullpen has kept them there. Um, so it allows us to complete the comeback. So uh, nice way to start the road trip, uh, you know, a place that we have struggled uh, to come back and win games. So it's, it's, it's a good way. To, uh, good start. You know, hopefully uh, continues tomorrow and we'll go from there.
5: What did the recognize to kind of keep
4: Felix in that game? Uh, you know, Felix's fastball was really flat tonight. I didn't, didn't have much life to the fastball. So, you know, tried to mix in some more curveballs and, and sliders just to kind of keep him off balance a little bit. Uh, you know, he wasn't going to fool anybody with the fastball. and It was pretty obvious they were squaring it up early. Uh, he just didn't really have much at all. So, uh, you know, Mellon and Chooch got him back on track. And uh, that's what it takes. you got to go to plan B sometimes and to try to extend the game and keep you in there. And that's what he did. He has got the AB from Robbie at the end there
2: against Claudia. He was not an easy guy. That pitch wasn't even you know, like a great pitch to hit, but he just kind of turned on it and kept it fair.
4: Yeah, you know, they had bet before, you know, Robbie had squared him up. The gr- outdoor made the great backhand play. And, you know, you're we standing on the mound during a pitch and change. And Robbie said, don't worry, Skip. He uh, a to load double. I got it later. There's a couple guys on when the is loaded, but Robbie Robbie felt you know he was feeling uh, pretty good at the plate tonight. Although Claudio has been very tough on us, um, especially our left hand hitters. So. Big at bat, um, we needed it. And he came through and you know, we'll take it. You mentioned Phil, that was pretty dominant there. Before. Very very. David was was on it tonight. His curveball was really good too. Use uh, that. You know, early counts, and then you know, fastball head life up in the zone. Good cutter. Um, it was great to see. You know, and having the ability to kind of extend him. You know, he comes in to get a couple outs, and put him back out there in a tie game because you don't know where it's going to go. So, really valuable. And uh, he's starting to fit in nicely. Starting to get comfortable. Stuff is great. And uh, when he commands it, it's, it's really, really nice. More no positives from Martín? Just two games, I know, but good to see. Yeah, Leonis played well again tonight. Uh, good at bat uh, against Hamels. Uh, had the triple, you know, kind of in the corner. I thought it was going out. Just hit it to the deepest part of the park. So uh, uh, Leonis is, uh, you know, we talk about his high-energy personality. He's been much calmer. Uh, and I think trying to stay focused as much as anything. He knows, you know, he got off to the rough start here early. He just wants to contribute in any way he can. And certainly he's got the skills, too. So hopefully we can keep him in a good spot. Best way to start off. With a, you know, a, a trip there, maybe. It is. We got a, we got a lot of road games ahead of us. Uh, you know, bring it on. That's that's the slogan. That's what we're gonna go with, and uh, we did tonight. Our, our guys really responded. You know, after being down early, it was great to see. Down 4-0 there was still good energy in
2: the dugout and everything like
4: that. Well, I'm not saying it was great, but I, <laughs> I think uh, you know, with Cole Hamels out there, and you know, we had the back to back doubles. Danny drives in two, and then we kind of you know that they made the error. They made a few mistakes for us tonight, and we capitalized. And that's what you have to do. Um, you know, it's, it's, we've got some bigger hits. We had some good at bats late, um, you know, and trying to get on a nice little roll here. Confidence is up and, you know, show up tomorrow. See what happens.
3: All right. So that's exactly what's going to happen. Mariners game two of the series tonight, 5 first pitch, Nick Martinez. Now we'll get the ball for the Rangers. So the M's will not have to face you Darvish after being dealt to the Dodgers Martinez, three and three with a four five six zero era and for the mariners erasmo ramirez will get the ball again in a mariners uniform it's been a while since he has started a game for the mariners touch on that in a moment but First, here's Jerry DePoto,
2: Mariner's general manager on Erasmo Ramirez. Versatility is the the first thing that comes to mind. He can start, he can relieve, he can sink it, Uh, keeps the ball on the ground, generally. Uh, he's, He's had experience in the league. I feel he's a trustworthy strike thrower, and from what I understand, great makeup. And it's pretty
3: interesting to hear him talk about what he brings to this staff and what the staff starters in particular need to do a little bit better.
2: There's, I, I think he's really well adjusted. From what I understand, never gets too high, never gets yep. too low. He's very well prepared. Uh, from what I understand, super guy yeah. uh, that will do whatever you ask him to do. And when I spoke to him, I, I told him we are we we're planning on you starting for us on Tuesday. You know, I know you haven't started in over a month. You okay with that? And he said, oh, yeah, I'll do whatever you need. And, and my guess is he'll do it to the best of his ability. And, and he's going to have bad days and he's going to have good days like anybody else in the league, but he's been out there before. And he knows who he is, and we feel like you know, Erasmo, with the ability to keep the ball on the ground a little bit more than we've done, with the, hopefully the ability to keep it in the ballpark with a little more frequency than what we've done as a staff, uh, we, need to, we need to stabilize what we're doing in that starting rotation, take a little bit of heat off that bullpen, and frankly take a little bit of heat off our offense. So he'll get the ball. It's funny.
3: The last start he made for the Mariners was August twenty seventh, two thousand fourteen, and it happened to be against the Texas Rangers. This one didn't go very well. Ended up giving up ten earned and three innings pitched. And Leonis Martin actually hit a home run in that ball game leading off, but it was for the Texas Rangers. So he gets the ball. He's pitched very well for Tampa Bay. He's pitched out of the bullpen. He has started. He's done a little bit of everything. He appeared in 26 games so far this year, eight of those starts, four and three with a 480 ERA. His fifth, though, better than that, just a touch above four at 417. So, peel underneath the surface in a little bit and pitching better than the numbers would indicate. He was incredibly effective the last two years as well as a swing pitcher. Last year, basically, was out of the bullpen all season, just one start last year, but sixty four games was used a ton, ninety and two thirds innings, so nearly got to one hundred out of the bullpen. Year before that was primarily a starter in Tampa Bay, two thousand fifteen, started twenty seven games out of his thirty four appearances, three seven five ERA for the season. So he'll get the ball and you mentioned uh, I heard Jerry DePoto talk about keeping the ball on the ground, and that's so important to do when you're playing in Texas. It's been a while for Nick Martinez. His last major league appearance, July 4th, out of the pen against the Red Sox, gave up 3-3-2. Three and three and two-thirds. His last start against the Yankees, that was way back on June 25th, so he'll get the call replacing Darvish as the Mariners have a chance to win the series in Texas Tonight Would that be something? You look at the wild card standings coming into today, and Mariners climbing. They are next up now when you look at the wild card standings. You've got same division leaders, Yankees in first in the east, Cleveland in the central, Houston in the west, Boston holding the first wild card. Now they've opened up a a game-and-a-half lead on Kansas City. Casey lost a close one to Baltimore yesterday, so the Mariners – Now two-and-a-half back, tied with Tampa Bay, so they gain ground on Tampa Bay. Two-and-a-half back of Kansas City for the second wild card. And remember, Kansas City looms this weekend. Casey, another matchup with Baltimore tonight. Tampa Bay will be in Houston again. They lost 14-7 last night, so a good night for the Mariners. They win. Tampa and Kansas City both lose boston ends up they beat cleveland last night so see if the mariners can gain some more ground tonight now fun conversation coming up now we're going to talk everything with keith hernandez
1: the three one fits with the
0: bases loaded swung on hit into right center it's going to fall for a base hit in comes ozzie smith here comes ronnie smith in the third goes lindsey Three, three. So Keith Hernandez singles to right center to drive in two, and suddenly Keith Hernandez leads the World Series with eight RBIs. Who does this guy think he is?
2: I'm
3: Keith Hernandez. <laughs> And welcome back to the Emerald Queen Casino Roundtable. We do have a special guest with us, Gary Hill with you, alongside Rick Riz, Aaron Goldsmith, and Keith Hernandez is with us. And, Keith, I want to start with that moment we just heard. I mean, there's so much to talk about with your career, an MVP, all-star games. I mean, the standard at first base defensively for a long time. You won two World Series, but you got to live out really that backyard moment that everyone dreams about, Gabe 7 of the World Series. Bases loaded. You're at bat in the sixth inning. Your team trailing by a couple of runs. What was it like to live out that moment, get the big hit, your team goes on to win the World Series?
5: Well, uh, it was my uh, first World Series so it was very nerve-wracking. I started out that World Series 0 for 15 and uh, wound up the last three games going 7 for 11 and I drove in eight runs so I got off to a really shaky start. It was a little rough um, but what made that more difficult was that I remember a Whitey pinched hit uh, Gene Tennis, mm. and Bob McClure was on the mound, and I grew up with Bob McClure. And I'm in my first, we played little league ball together against each other and uh, went to high school together uh, for my freshman year until we, until we moved. So I grew up with Bob, and here I am in my first World Series. We're down two runs in that game and, you know, getting late. And uh, bases loaded, and they walked tennis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, they wanted to pitch to me, and um, I had to step out of the box. I'm looking at Bob, and I'm going, "Holy! Cow, I don't need this." <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, fortunately, Lee Wire was the home plate umpire, and it was a uh, it was a two and one count, and Bob threw all curves. And he threw me a fastball and it was knee-high outside corner for a strike. And Lee Wire was a big guy, mm-hmm. National League umpire, and he was a pitcher's umpire, and particularly the outside corner. He gave the around four inches to the pitcher all the time. And he went mm-hmm. to call the strike and said ball. And that changed the hole at bat. It made it three and one with the bases loaded. And then Bob had to come in with a a fastball to me, and it was I tried to come up and in and just didn't get it in enough. And then ironically in my next World Series. I have pretty much the identical situation with Bruce Hurst in 86 with the Red Sox. We're losing late in game seven. And Tim Tuffle's up in front of me, and he walks Tuffle on a 3-2 curveball. And that set it up for me, I believe, to tie the game. And then Carter came and got the hit the ball. The same, the same scenario. So I'm sitting there in Shea Stadium going, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> you know, t- two World Series. Uh, four years apart, and I've got the same situation where I've got to get a base hit to get our club back in the ball game. So fortunately, I came through both times, and uh, it was all all good uh, for us. Keith, you bring up the World Series
1: against the Red Sox. Can you tell us your vantage point, your view of Buckner's
5: error at third base, and what immediately went through your head when that happened? Well, uh, it's pretty... Uh, I went up in the clubhouse because they were gonna. Uh, they were. They were. We were. That's the greatest comeback in, in World Series probably history. We were down what two runs, the two or three? I'm not sure. I forget. And two outs, nobody on, and all that. All that stuff started. How I made the second out in the inning. So uh, they put up on the scoreboard our 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 our, our, our the Mets. You no, know, before the game was over. Congratulations, 1986 World Champion Boston Red Sox. And I remember Clemens. When, when he got pulled in the seventh inning uh, or whatever he got pulled, uh, he went in and shaved. And that was kind of our rallying cry because they put the camera on him, and there he was clean shaven, and he always pitched with a growth. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was kind of our rallying cry And because uh, it was on the Diamond Vision when they called it Diamond Vision back there. I don't know what they call it now. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, When we made the second out, and I made the second out, I wasn't going to see them have uh, fun on our field. So I was up in the clubhouse with, believe it or not, Daryl Johnson was our advanced scout, who was the Mm. Red Sox manager in the World Series. They lost to the Reds, I forget the year. Uh, And um, so I saw it up in Davey Johnson's office because it was two outs, and all of a sudden Carter got a hit, and I'm sitting in this chair, and then Kevin Mitchell got a hit. And then when Ray and I got a hit, I just told Daryl Johnson, I said, I'm not going back out on the bench. <laughs> I go, this, this, this chair's got hits in it. I go, <laughs> if, I, if I leave this chair, I go, we're going to lose this World Series. We're done. So I stayed and watched it all. And the stadium was rocking. We were underneath the seats, and uh, it was like the Madison Square Garden in a rock concert. It was just unbelievable.
1: Keith, <laughs> 1979 was, was such a great year for you, MVP award, all-star. Game. The All-Star game was played here in Seattle at the Old Kingdome, mm-hmm. uh, third year of the history of the franchise, and, of course, you were there. What do you remember about that game, playing in that game?
5: I pinched hit in that game, uh, and Marty Bringstedt was the umpire behind home plate. I faced Jim Kern. That's the inning that uh, Mazzelli hit the home run in the opposite field oh. off of Kern. And uh, the first pitch from Kern, I'd faced Kern in AAA, so I knew what Jim had. And the pitch was a foot and a half outside. Marty Brinkstead called it a strike. I looked at him, and I said, (laughs) you got to be kidding me. And he goes, swing the bat, Sonny. (laughs) Swing the bat, Sonny. That's a quote. Whoa. And I'm sitting here (laughs) in my first first All-Star game. And um, what am I going to do? Get thrown out (laughs) on national TV? And I was just livid. And I wound up striking out on three pitches. I, I was so pissed off at him. That I couldn't get myself back together, and um, well, Jim was a good pitcher too. But my, my best memories were my first time to Seattle, and it was such a lovely, lovely city. And they had the um, in between all the all, all the all the stuff. They had the big they had the big salmon cook out on one of your islands here, and we all ferried out, yeah. uh, hundreds of us, maybe thousands. And um, uh, it was a beautiful a day. And we all ferried out, and it was an old fashioned Indian tradition, the local yeah, Indian like style, American Indian style uh, yeah, salmon, salmon yeah. yeah, And it was all outdoors. It was so beautiful. And that's what I remember most about uh, that All Star game was that luncheon yeah. we had. And Dave <laughs> and Parker's <Sonny> Boy. throw.
1: <laughs> Dave Parker's throw to get back. Yeah, old Dave Parker had oh, a great man.
5: game, of course. He was the MVP. And he was probably the, at that time, he was the, that, that four year period, Parker was the best player I ever saw play. No one came close.
3: i got to ask you about your second career as well.
5: (laughs) You go right ahead.
3: (laughs) Because Seinfeld, I mean, one of the most popular shows in television history, and you played a major role in some of the most memorable episodes (laughs) in television history. How did that come about?
5: Uh, Jerry was a uh, Brooklyn guy. He was a Mets fan, and I was his favorite player. So remember now, the Mets have stunk most of their existence <laughs> and uh our 10 years when i was there uh, well not even 10 years i was there seven years it's probably the best period of time in met history mm-hmm. uh, you know put together and um he and larry david wrote the show and uh, they didn't know how to get a hold of me and i was a year retired i was living in new york manhattan and uh, i got a call from my final agent my last agent was scott boris And uh, he called me on the phone and said, hey, we got this sitcom. They want you to come to L.A. And are you interested? And I go, well, what's the name of the show? And they go, well, it's the Seinfeld show. I go, and I don't watch primetime. I said, well, what's that? He goes, well, it's a sitcom. I go, and it hadn't taken (laughs) off. That year it didn't take off. The first first year or two it didn't take off. And um, he said, you're just going to have a small role. And I said, okay. So I, 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 I said, how much? <laughs> and they said $15,000. I said, I'll do it. Oh. So they flew me out to LA. They FedExed the script to me. Then I realized I was the guest star. And I had a lot of lines. I was petrified. <laughs> I'd never acted. I'd never acted. I'd never, uh, you know, at that point, that was my first experience acting, which was it was a great experience for me seeing the whole week of, of, of preparation uh, in doing the show, how they changed the, the different things and they worked together. The whole production end of it, and uh, it was it was a fascinating week, but uh, I was so exhausted when it was over because yeah. I had a lot of
4: stretching. Uh,
5: <laughs> uh, yes, and I had to do it in front of a live audience oh. uh, on Friday night around three two hundred people, which was petrifying. And Jerry came up to me and goes, "What are you nervous about? You hit in front of fifty thousand people." <laughs> yeah. and I said, "Well, I don't have to memorize lines up on the plate, <laughs> and I have." But I got through it, and uh, you know, it turned out to be you know an iconic episode. Just very, very lucky. I had nothing to do with it. It was just the writers and the people around me that propped me up. I I just memorized my lines. That's all I remember. I I realized after Tuesday, two days of rehearsal, that this is preparation for this show. And then I leave when they got to do another show another week and I better not gum it up. So I made sure that I memorized my lines. So do people offer to help you move all
3: the time when yes. you walk around? Okay.
5: Uh, that and uh, what was it like to kiss a lamp? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. In the and car, I, right? And I told them it took eight takes. <laughs>
1: Beautiful. You're a smart man.
5: Now, how long, how long
1: did the residual checks come in for that one? Keith? They're still
5: coming in. They're still coming in. They'll come in until the day I die. They, they, they diminish, Okay. but I had a guest star role, so that's the gift that keeps giving. Every time they show that show, people come up to me in the airport or something and go, Oh, I saw, this, saw your episode last night, and I'll say, good, I'm getting a check soon.
1: <laughs> Speaking of You've you being noticed, you were noticed last night going back to the hotel,
5: it sounds like. Yes, a police officer who was not, he's a Dodger fan. Um, he recognized me from Seinfeld. And the parade was going across, and it was we weren't going to be able to get across for another hour. <laughs> and uh, wow. he escorted us across.
4: After a selfie, it looks like. After a selfie, <laughs> yes. A small price to pay.
5: Yes. Pays off. Keith, tremendous career,
1: but, you know, I take a look at your career. Obviously, the numbers offensively, but you were one of the greatest defensive first basemen, I think, in the game of baseball. What made you so good defensively?
5: Well, my father played pro ball and was a left-handed first baseman and was a great fielder. So I was taught at a very young age how to play the game. And I remember my father saying that, uh, you know, you've got to play both sides of the field. And, you know, when you get older and if you go on in baseball, if you can play defense, your manager is going to be less inclined to take you out of the lineup if you slump. So those are things I worked on when I was a kid. And he always said, you know, you can help your team. When you're in a slump, you can still be helpful on the field and uh <laughs> it was great advice it was something I took great pride in I worked very hard at, but in you know I had all the instruction as a as as a kid going up with my father, then in the cardinal chain in the minor leagues, they had great coaches there uh that were helpful, and I just uh, got better and better because I worked at it. Nothing comes yeah. easy i took i never took anything for granted in my preparation for a game or in spring training when I took my ground balls i had my my routine, and I did not. I wasn't lazy. Uh, I did everything, you know, like it was a game. So you don't get any bad habits. You form your bad habits in batting practice and out, and then before the game, ground balls. You do everything properly to stay out of bad habits. Keith, this was a real treat. Thanks for coming over. Yeah. Oh, great! Fun. I'm wish good. time. I wish I did too, uh, but I got to work here. Are we got going another three and a half hour <laughs> game, maybe. <laughs> I think so.
3: The great Keith Hernandez. Thank thanks you. so right. much. Hey.
5: Appreciate it. Pleasure. See
3: you later.